today, the first Sunday of every month is Soap Sunday, which means that you have an opportunity to share what God has been speaking in your devotional times about. Uh, so does anybody have a soap or would like to begin our soap time today? I've got to warn you if, you, if you don't, I'm going to preach. Come on, Jen. Sure. I'll start. <laughs> All right. I'm in Matthew 6, starting with verse 25, and I think I'm going down to uh, – I can't see on my phone. Sorry about that. Uh, verse 34. Um, kind of interesting. We talked a little bit about this during offering time. Um, I'm in the Amplified. Let's see if I can get this to work now. Sorry about that. Therefore, I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life. What you shall eat or what you shall drink or about your body, what you shall put on is life not greater in quality than food and the body far above and more excellent than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by worrying and being anxious, can add one unit of measure to his stature or to the span of his life? And why should you be anxious about clothes? Consider lilies of the field and learn uh, thoroughly how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I tell you, even Solomon, in all of his magnificence, excellence, dignity, and grace, was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and green, and tomorrow is tossed into the furnace, will he not much more surely close you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry and be anxious, saying, What are we going to have to eat? Or what are we going to have to drink? Or what are we going to have to wear? For the Gentiles, heathens, wish for and crave and diligently seek all these things. And your Heavenly Father knows well that you need them. But seek, aim at, and strive after first all his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given to you besides. So do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. Sufficient for each day is its own trouble. And the context of this is God kind of whispered in my ear. Um, I, I go back to this scripture a lot. Um, I have a praise and hallelujah that my finances this year are the best they've ever been. I actually had a, a tax return that amazed me, and I paid off a lot of debt in the last two months, and I am grateful to God for that. That's a huge hallelujah, because I've been sharing with you that that was a bugaboo, and God is, God is really breaking through on that. Breaking through in the area of feeling like he's got this, um, and I really needed him to do that. And he whispered in, in my ear the other day, he says, don't let the, the struggle you're going through in your life right now take your eyes off the kingdom of God. 
Um, the two things that happened when I got both cancers, I, you had that, <gasps> you know, that emergency, trying to get your emotions to work through to, to stand firm on your, on your faith after you get bad news like that. And then something called the Holy Spirit rises up in me and say, mm-mm, not having this. This is not God's will for me. And therefore, I'm going to stand on what he says in the world. I'm not going to look and listen to the report of the enemy. He does not get to rob, kill, and destroy me. Here we are nine years later, and, and God is still being good. God is still helping me. But he reminded me, I want you to look at the kingdom of God first and his righteousness. And this talks about food and shelter and clothing. Oh, well, yeah, that's been happening. He has been taking care of me. But he says, beyond that, I'm also going to take care of you with your healing. Because you help out, and many people know that's expensive. <laughs> you know? He's, he's saying, I'm going to save your life. I'm going to save your life if you look at me and the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything will be added into you, including saving my life, right? And so that, that's the observation. I had an observation uh, in the last two days. My, um, my girlfriend, Cindy, and then some of my neighbors were talking about the weather back east and down in California. Have you been seeing what's going on in California? Holy cow. <laughs> A lot of snow, like five, five feet of snow in some places. That, that doesn't happen. And they were worried about the food supply. And I said to myself, well... If the food supply is effective in the natural, how, how about manna from heaven again? I've heard some prophecies saying that might happen. How about people planting little gardens in their backyard and all of a sudden that really takes off? We're going to be fine. The application is we're going to be fine. It does not matter what the, the earth is doing. It does not matter who is trying to mess with us. We are going to be fine because God is bigger than God is bigger than that. So I just wanted to, to share that. And let's go ahead and pray. Amen. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you've got this. <laughs> I thank you that you remind us that you are bigger than anything we face. You're bigger than bad health. You're bigger than uh, finances, financial trouble. You're bigger than relational trouble. You're bigger than all this. And you've got an answer. And you love us so much. That even when we don't understand, even when we can't figure it out, you've got this. And so I just praise you so much. And I just say for my, my friends here and friends online, I just declare and decree you've got this. You have their answer. You love them with an everlasting love. You are passionate about every aspect of their life. And if we look at you and your righteousness and we put your kingdom first, Everything is going to be all right, and you are going to answer with some huge, dynamic miracles, and we believe you for that, and we thank you so much for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good. Thanks, Jen. SOAP is an acronym. It stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. And when you read your Bible and God quickens a verse to you, if you will just take that, and prayerfully observe it and say, Lord, what are, you, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to show me here? And, and then as he begins to open it up to you, Lord, how do I apply that to my life? 
How, how is that going to change things? And then turning it all into a prayer. Lord, the prayer usually is, Lord, help me to do this. Or, Lord, help me to step into this that you're asking me to do. All right, who's next? Dave, did I see your hand? Hello, everyone. I'm going to swap hands. Do you have a song? Uh, I titled this Basket Lighting. Now, you can ponder what that means. Uh, scripture is John 7, 14 through 15 in the Amplified. When the feast was already half over, Jesus went up into the temple court and began to teach. And the Jews were astonished. And they said, how is it that this man has learning is so versed in the sacred scriptures and in theology when he has never studied? Anybody ever looked at you and go, give you that questioning look? <clears throat> Observation. Jesus left in the middle of the event to go and present his lesson plan. He spoke about God and himself to the unknowing. Application. <clears throat> we tend to unbelief because someone we know of is speaking words that are beyond their schooling. The words of the Holy Spirit exceed us all. These are the words that demand that we stop and think. Somehow they reach into us and touch our heart and head to pause. The Holy Spirit does not need you to speak. He needs you to be available. He needs you to answer when he calls. He will provide the words. You will remark, where did that come from? Words spoken to us beyond our reasoning. Prayer on John 7, 14 through 15. Jesus, is it time for me to leave the table and go to the temple courts? Is it time to go where I belong? Is it time to speak for you? Do I hide my candle under the basket I carry? No one knows around me, around my basket, what I carry. Why don't we speak and drop the covering basket? Freedom is outside the basket. Jesus, the same spirit that spoke to us, from you we have. It suffers in our silence. Our basket has become full of God's words stuck in our silence. We have brought forth the silence of death by hiding the light from a dark world. Why is that, Lord? Do our friends not deserve life and life in abundance? Jesus, let us amaze ourselves by speaking the prompting of the Holy Spirit to those highlighted around us. We know when we are to speak, the flame of life comes to mind. We need to grasp and speak as the Holy Spirit would speak. We are capable and requested to speak to the basket that a friend carries. We speak to light a candle they hide. Call forth the light in a dark world. Jesus, how much light can our burning basket provide to our darkness? Amen. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. Good. Do you, you have something? Did you want to say? I'm sorry, this is soap time. 
So I just wanted to speak to something because I thought, oh, that does look weird on there. So I guess this is a commercial. Uh, <laughs> so far, so you raised a question about on the um, scale that it looked like our expenses for this year were really high for this time of year. Yes, it did. So I went back into my office and I printed it. And so here's what it was. Our actual expenses to year to date right now, including absolutely everything, mortgage, utilities, payroll, all that stuff, is only 38179 And I thought, what in the world? So I took a look at it. And so our CPA, as a placeholder, she put in anticipated depreciation for the fourth quarter. And so she already put in like $26,000 there. And any... Um, anticipated expenses she just front loads them and then when we pull a year to date but on that particular report it looked weird and so I just wanted to let you know I looked at it we're fine <laughs> well yeah and it's a, I thought yeah. that was probably what was going on but yeah. it, it looked no, funny to have it totally did because she has stuff posted into in their placeholder amounts depreciation and anticipated expenses like our um, insurance that we pay twice a year and all that. And so if we have stuff going throughout the whole year, I know you can't see that picture. But again, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to ask. Does that help? Does that help? Yes, that's okay. great. Here, I'll take that mic. It's a joke. Praise God. I'm going to conclude with a soap. Is that okay? I, the, what Dave shared, I, I kind of stirred up what, what I, I want to talk about today. I'm actually, my soap is from Hebrews chapter 4, uh, verses 12 uh, and 13. But I, I just want to talk for a minute about the verses that are just in front of it. God, God is talking about this place of rest for the people of God, that it's a place where we cease from our own works and or striving. And then the writer says to be diligent, to enter into this place of rest. And then we have these two verses. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And then it says this about the word of God. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him whom we must give an account. Now, my observation, the, the word, word here, you know, we have two Greek words, the, the word lagos and the word rhema. We know that the word rhema means the quick and spoken. It's when like you're reading your Bible and the verse jumps out at you. You know, the, the, the rhema word. But this is the word logos, interestingly. For the word, the logos of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of, of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, the word logos, it, it, it refers to all of the interaction between God and man. You know, we, we think of, when we think of the Bible, this records that interaction between God and man. You know, when, when, uh, when Jesus was walking on the water and Peter said, well, you know, invite me out, invite me out. And Jesus said, come. That was a rhema word. That was a right now spoken word. This is the, the, the compilation of all of those kinds of things, and yet 
it says that the, the, the Lagos is, is alive and powerful. And, and it's full of power. The, the word powerful is energis. And we get the word energy from it. It means active and operative, effective or effectual. The word of God is a living thing that is powerful, that is active and effective, sharper, more keen than a two-edged sword. You know, a sword will cut things in two, into two separate and distinct things, piercing to reach the, through and to penetrate even the division of soul and spirit and the joints in the marrow. It is a discerner of the thought, that is the deliberation and intents of the heart. This is my observation. I must not approach the word of God analytically. It is meant to penetrate in a much deeper place in my life. If, if I think that, that, that this is just, you know, like a, a really good book with some wisdom in it, I will miss it. If I approach it academically, I will miss it. The natural man does not receive the things of God. Those things are spiritually discerned. It's not just some kind of great book. It is the book. It is the word of God. It is a revelation from the Father, from the God who created all things and who created us. He has given us his wisdom to navigate through this life. But, but it, when Mickey and I went to Maui several years ago, uh, we had never been anyplace in Hawaii. And I, I got a, a, a hold of a book from our neighbor. Our neighbor had gone to Maui, and, and it just had everything about Maui in it, everything you can do, where to explore, and it was very beneficial. When I started playing disc golf, Jenna Lou, I, I found a website called All Things Disc Golf, and, and there you can find anything you need to know about disc golf. It's amazing. But I'm saying all that to say this. This book is all things about God. And see, because it is all things about God who created us, it is also all things about us as his creation. It is a living word that's full of power. It is able to, do, to give discernment between our soul and our spirit. It's, it's the difference between walking in the flesh or walking in the spirit. It goes deep into our being. It is able to go way beyond the outward stuff and go into this place where it gives us discernment to the very thoughts and intentions of my heart. It goes way deeper than just helping me do what's right. It enables me to have the right motives and desires and intentions to do right and to walk with God, not based on my ability to do it, but upon his empowerment in my life. In this passage, describing the words of God, the word of God, it sounds like he's talking about a person, someone who's alive and powerful. These are not just words written on paper. This book is alive and powerful. Now notice what it says next. And there is no creature hidden from his sight. No one can hide from the sight of the word of God. The word sees everyone and everything. The, the message says it this way. Nothing and no one is impervious 
to God's word. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. So my application is this. Are you guys doing okay? My attitude towards the Bible, my attitude towards God's word determines what it can do in my life. If I think the Bible is, uh, think of the Bible as something that I, I need to read it as a Christian, because that's what Christians do, it will actually have minimal impact on my life. Uh, other than, you know, I will get smarter about what the Bible says. If I think it's a good book with lots of wisdom, you know, I might be able to harvest some of that wisdom, but the work that is needed in my heart to really apply it will not take place. I will academically try to apply it, but I must embrace the word as it is in truth. It, it, it will actually do a work in me that effectively worketh in me. It, it, I, I must embrace the, the word as truth, and it will actually do this work in me that enables me to walk and live in his wisdom. It effectively works in those who believe. So my prayer is actually just a couple of passages of scripture. My, my prayer is this. Lord, oh how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You through your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. I have not departed from your judgments, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Though through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. That was Psalm 119, verses 97 through 105. And then 1 Thessalonians 2.13. Lord, I receive your word and welcome it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectively works in those who believe. Father, I just thank you for your living word, that you make available to each one of us. God, what a privilege to be able to wade through all the stuff, all the confusion, all the things that are going on around us and to have truth, to, to have, have your truth delivered to us through your word and by the help of your Holy Spirit, understand it and, and receive it and experience it. Lord, help us to recognize what your word really is, and, and the benefit, the blessing, the, the, the wisdom, everything that it contains is all that we need, Lord. Your word, uh, your Holy Spirit inside of us, Father, that's all we need to, to walk in, in the way that glorifies you and to release your kingdom, to release your purposes in other people's lives around us, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord.
Well, I'm sorry, I ran a little bit over. Um, let's stand together. The thing I love about soaping is that we, I get to hear what God is speaking to you about. So you get to hear what God is speaking to me about all the time. You know, uh, I'm just going to let you have it every Sunday. But, but I love to hear what, what God is saying to you, what God is stirring in you. It just encourages me. So uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to give you a benediction and release you. Okay? The benediction is out of Ephesians 3, verses 20 and 21. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever and ever. Amen.